Welcome to the CSL Olympia podcast. In this episode, you will hear an opening prayer, followed by a talk. You can learn more about us at our website, cslolympia.org. Blessings. Good morning again, and I'm lighting our candle to represent that light, that presence that is always, always within us. Hmm. So I just take a breath in, welcoming that life, that life that is always present. And I acknowledge that presence, that one mind, that one consciousness, the source of all there is. And because it is all there is, it is creating everything that is. And so as I breathe in, I welcome that life, that presence, that allness. And I welcome this body this physical form that my consciousness and that divine consciousness are wearing in this very moment. And I know that because I am wearing this divine suit that is custom made for me, I know that everything and everyone that is created is wearing their special suits made for every activity, every enjoyment of life, every experience, that I have this body to serve, to carry me, to provide everything I need to live in this world, whether I'm carrying a baby in one arm or a sack of heavy groceries in another. It knows exactly what to do and how to do it. That my body knows how to move. And whether that is dancing or waving my arms hello or hugging a loved one. That my body is made. Made to love, made to give, made to create made to observe and discover all that spirit has created. For I am a part of it. It is moving within me, experiencing itself, and it has created a body through its creativity, its wisdom. And with that, I give such great thanks and appreciation. And that that love that is within me, I can share with others. I can share with my body. For it is God in form. And so I release this truth, knowing it is all good, all perfect. And that spirit has created and is creating this body and all body 
all bodies right here, right now. And so it is. So this whole year, we're looking at the idea of living everyday wonder, of approaching life with wonder, with curiosity, with openness. And each month we're focusing on a different area. And so this month we're focusing on the area of body, the body, our body, the body. And so our talk today is loving this body, loving this body. You know, many of us have a challenging relationship with our bodies, right? When we're young, we can't wait to, to get bigger and older. And there comes a point in time, usually for most of us, where we want to stop getting bigger and older and, and, we usually hit that point. And then social conditioning teaches us to never be happy with the bodies that we have as they are. Anybody besides me ever kind of get that social conditioning? Probably every woman on this screen should have their hand up because women really get that, that programming. But guys get it too, believe it or not. So we've developed these lists of these so-called defects of our body, you know, um, it's, it's kind of like being the 12-step program here. I'm going to make out a list of defects, but we have a list of defects about our body uh, and the things that we need to change so that we can believe that we are lovable to ourselves and others. And some people work really hard on these lists, and they spend lots of time and money and effort to create the appearance that they think will be acceptable. Others think it's just too much work and they walk away from it and say, ah, I'm not even going to participate. And they don't even take care of, of basic healthy maintenance of their body. And then there are those who go into full rebellion about that and use their bodies as to create an angry uh, response to a societal, uh, to the society standards. And they're walking around as a, as a virtual placard of I'm angry and I'm you know, going to let everybody know. And all these approaches miss something very important. Our bodies are about more, much, much more than outer appearance. See, we, we live and are raised in a culture which separates the physical from the material, which separates, or separates physical material from the spiritual, which separates the profane and the sacred, which separates the human from the divine. And we're taught that the real world is what matters, and that what it thinks about us, or even more, what we think it's thinking about us, which isn't even necessarily what it is, is what really matters. What others think about me is what really matters. And the real world, real world, is all about appearances. And even many of us who follow a spiritual path say things like, I'm a spiritual being in human form. I'm a soul in a body. But if all is one, and it is, then the distinction of separation, which is another part of social conditioning, that idea of separation from the one, can't, in truth, really exist. This body, this body, the one you're occupying, the one I'm occupying, the whole planetary body, 
The body, the beingness that we label physical or material cannot be separate from the sacred, cannot be separate from the infinite oneness, because nothing is separate from the infinite oneness. We're not spiritual beings or souls in a body. We are consciousness being. And we are consciousness being, among other things, physical bodies. We are not in our bodies. Our bodies are within us. Our bodies are expressing as manifestations of the infinite consciousness individualized as you and me in this particular form of existence. So the infinite, to know itself, must have a way of both knowing and being knowing, a, a, a method of experiencing and expressing itself. And body, physical form, is necessary for the infinite self-knowingness. Ernest Holmes says body is a concrete manifestation. It doesn't mean you and I are made of concrete, by the way, you know, we're yeah, flesh and blood. But body is a concrete manifestation existing in time and space, for the purpose of furnishing a vehicle through which life may express itself. You're the place where life expresses itself. Isn't that cool? We are life expressing itself, knowing itself, and being known. And when we recognize this, we're no longer concerned with our appearance and what others may think of or judge us as. Excuse me. But this non-concern isn't the apathy or giving up of a martyr or a victim. It's not the one who says, oh, I'm just not going to do anything. No, it's not that. Because when we truly understand the purpose of being embodied, and that our bodies are sacred points of the infinite consciousness, we value ourselves. We value our bodies. And we treat our bodies as the sacred manifestations which they truly are. Take a moment and just put your hand somewhere on your body and just say, I am grateful for the sacred manifestation that you are. I am grateful. We're called also to treat other bodies, human and otherwise, the whole planet as the sacred manifestations of the one consciousness, which they truly are. And since the infinite one is love, God is not loving, God is love itself. And since the infinite one is love, we are here to experience and express the infinite love in and as form. We're here to be love and to be loved. So loving this body, the one you manifest it as is the starting point for your true purpose of experiencing and expressing life and love. Breathe that in for a moment. You know, people up operating under the clouds of delusion, believing in the appearances rather than seeing the always and ever present kingdom of God, which is right here and right now. We're in it. We are it. We're here to love our bodies and to love our bodies, not in some passive, I'm going to tolerate it way. There's a lovely quote from uh, Sonia Renee Taylor in her book, The Body is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love. 
And she says, concepts like self-acceptance and body neutrality are not without value. When you have spent your entire life at war with your body, these models offer a truce. But you can have more than a ceasefire. You can have radical self-love because you are already radical self-love. Say that to yourself for a moment. I am radical self-love. The infinite love that is the universe isn't a passive, mild acceptance, but an over-the-top outburst of joyous love that is the Big Bang that showed up as consciousness with such a desire to express and to experience itself, to, to be this passionate love and life, that it exploded into universes of form. A process, by the way, that is still continuing today. Every scientist will tell you the universe is expanding. But the infinite one didn't just have a moment where it created and then walked away to let things randomly work out, but continues that dynamic expression, that dynamic love, creativity, life energy today, right now. You and I are part of it. You and I are expressions of it. It's creating ever more focused individualization of itself. See, we're not little beings left on a lonely little planet trying to find our way home. We're not little beings having to prove our worth to some cantankerous parental God. No, we're not that. We are God, infinite love with skin on it. We are God with skin on it. And our only real purpose is to experience and express that infinite love, both within ourselves and outside ourselves, since it's all one anyway. Inside and outside are just perspectives. So the real question is, will you, will I, will we wake up to the magnificence of who we really are? Will we wake up? Will you walk away from the clouds of social conditioning, the belief in the reality of appearances, and say to them, I no longer worship you, false deities that keep me insecure, frightened, and distrusting? I turn my full attention, my full love, my full focus to the truth of my wholeness and my beingness as the divine in form, honoring and respecting my body as well as all the bodies with whom I share this planetary experience. Breathe that in. There's another aspect of body I want to talk about for a moment, which is the nature of the body. The body is composed of matter. At least on the surface level of appearance, it's composed of matter. And matter, by scientific definition, is an aggregation of small particles arranged in some form. And matter is in a constant state of flow. Our bodies aren't fixed things. They are a flow. They're a flow of particles, a river of forever flowing. You might have noticed that your body is different this year than it was last year. And for many of us, it's different than it was 20 years ago. The only reason they show up in the same form is that consciousness provides the same mold. We have this mold that we accept. 
Infinite consciousness maintains the identity, but our individual consciousness, trained by societal beliefs, the, the collective unconsciousness, provides the individualized form and the direction for this ever-flowing infinite life energy to contain and manifest as our bodies. In other words, we direct the flow of our individual bodies. Here's the good news. As consciousness individualized, as beings with volition, with choice, we can change the molds in which the flow shows up. We can redirect and rearrange the flow. Breathe that in. Let, it, let yourself expand with that understanding. Feel literally every cell expanding just a little bit to let that in, to let go of the rigidity of the old consciousness. Here's the bad news. It's simple, but it's not easy. We're so surrounded by conditioning to the contrary. We're so surrounded by all this stuff that says, oh no, who do you think you are? Just try telling this idea that you can change your body, that you can change the flow of matter to people who are not familiar with this kind of a teaching and watch their responses. And the responses basically boil down to, you can't do that. And you probably shouldn't do that. And you should just accept things as they are. Breathe. When we believe in the reality of our delusions, anything that's contrary, even though it's the truth, the capital T truth, even though there's evidence of its reality, will still be rejected because to admit that we are living in and believing in a delusion confronts us with the question, what other delusions am I living in? What other delusions am I believing? And most people would rather stay in their nice, safe comfort zone of their delusions and their sense of trusting that the, they know what's right and wrong and what they know what's true and not, than risk having their world collapse around them, their world of beliefs, even if the collapse will create more freedom because what's really collapsing is the prison walls that have held them in place. What if we have greater freedom than we have ever known? What if, yes, we might be wrong? I think it's the Course in Miracles says everything you know or almost everything you know is wrong. Everything you think is true is not. So, as you consider your own body, will you recognize it as an expression of an infinite love that is greater than you can imagine? Any of us who have ever had a numinous or mystic experience have touched something that is greater and outside words, outside of the definitions, outside the walls of what we have thought was reality. Can you recognize that that's the truth of you, that that's who you really are? We recognize that your body is not some car that you picked up on the cosmic car lot as you uh, moved into incarnation on, uh, in form, and you probably got a fixer-upper because you couldn't afford the, the full meal deal, but rather that your body is an ongoing expression of an infinite love, manifesting, not manifested, manifesting moment by moment by moment for the purpose of experiencing and expressing love, capital L, love. Will you recognize 
that if you, like most of us, got deluded into thinking of your body as separate from yourself and others and, and from infinite oneness, and as a result, it isn't as operating as fully as you'd like it to, then it's fluid. It's fluid. You can change it. You can change, you can choose to change and shift the flows and the molds into a new way of being. And will you stop identifying yourself as your body, by your body, and instead identify yourself, capital S self, as the conscious, creative being of love that you are, constantly and continually creating a body? to experience and express love. This body is the body that love created. I want you to look at yourself in the screen right now and look at what you can see of your body and say, this body is the body that love created. Hmm. We recognize it as such and throw away all the lists of how it should be, uh, all the ways of how it's wrong, and, and not will you love yourself? Will you love yourself and then share that love? So this week, we're going to do three practices to encourage that, to ground that, to support that. Number one, some of you know this practice. Stand naked in front of a full-length mirror looking at your whole body, and especially the parts you don't like to look at. Look at your whole body and say, I love you. All of you. And say it with radical, passionate, divine love. Not just a, I love you. No, love you. That's the first practice. Second, if, like most of us, you experience some chatter in your brain, in your mind, in your thought process as you do this. This is, yeah, but what about this? What about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Be aware and be curious. Remember, this is about approaching life with wonder this whole year. Be aware and curious. Does this chatter reveal the social conditioning that I need to let go of? Or is it a call to shift the flow of, of matter in some way to experience and express divine love more fully? Just notice. And then the third one is do a contemplation. The universe creates through contemplation. And your contemplation is to simultaneously hold the idea of infinite love and your body at the same time. Infinite love in and as your body and contemplate that. Will you do those three practices this week? Stand naked in front of a full-length mirror. Look at yourself and say, I love you. Listen to the chatter. Determine if it's just chatter and let it go, or if it's calling for something that needs to be moved, and then contemplate love in your body. You'll experience a shift, trust me. I'm going to close with a poem from uh, Holly Holden. And she says in this poem, today I asked my body what she needed, which is a big deal considering my journey of not really asking that much. I thought she might need more water or more protein, or greens, or yoga, or supplements, or movement. But as I stood in the shower reflecting on her stretch marks, her roundness where I would like flatness, her softness where I would like firmness, all those conditioned wishes that form a bundle of never quite rightness, she whispered very gently 
could you just love me like this? And that is the question I invite you to ponder. Can you just love me, this body, your body, like this? We have an affirmation to help to anchor that. Give me a moment to get it up here. And say this with me. I recognize my body as an expression of divine love. I passionately love this wonderful body. One more time. I recognize my body as an expression of divine love. I passionately love this wonderful body. And so it is. Recognizing there is one and only one infinite presence that is indeed love, pure, complete love, pure, complete life. And it is expressing itself in through and as each of us, you, me, all of us, all of what we call life, the forms of life. And the forms are just simply the outpicturing of the consciousness of that life and of that love. And you and I are one of that. One, completely one of that. And so I speak my word that we remember that this week this month, this year, the rest of this lifetime. We open to the love that is already present, that is who we are already. We don't have to put love in our hearts. We simply are love in our hearts, in our bodies, in the cells of our being, in our thoughts, in every aspect of our and dimension of our beingness. We are love because the universe is love. And so we honor this physical form, this physical vehicle to experience and express life and love. We delight in it. We passionately love our bodies. And we passionately love the consciousness behind our bodies. And in gratitude for knowing this is the truth of our being, in gratitude for knowing that we are already love, being in form. I release this word into law, knowing that it is already the truth of us. It is already the soberness of us. And we simply affirm that together by saying, and so it is.